Good afternoon. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker with Bakes Takes. Welcome to the podcast. It is Saturday, May 22nd. Hope you had a great week. We certainly had an eventful one. I'll cover all the above, and I'm really looking forward to this. Why I do this, my two sons, Bobby and Jack, 24, 22, uh, recently out of undergraduate business programs, and they would call me up and say, uh, I've got a job interview, I've got a project Uh, What do you think of the 10-year treasury yield? Why is it going up? Why is it going down? What industry groups do you like? Uh, Why is stocks selling off? And uh, their friends would join in. And I uh, just, I I enjoy it. Number one, it's an excuse to talk to my sons and connect. And I I like to coach. And uh, I think I've got uh, the the 10,000 hours in and the scars uh, to, to coach. And that's what I like to do. I went through the 87 crash, got my head handed to me and uh, learned about technical analysis because that worked better than the fundamental analysis for getting out of the the way of that and uh and i just i go charts first fundamental second it just works for me Uh, i don't judge you do whatever works for you Uh, i read the things that maybe you don't want or the journal barons the economist i listen to dozens of podcasts i devour newsletters i monitor what my google alerts bring in and I, I serve up to you. My whole thing, at a minimum, the free portion of what I do here is uh, in half an hour, give or take, you're going to know what, what, what's going on for the week and, uh, and, and hopefully uh, have some ways to make some money. And it's just that simple. That's what I try and do. And I hope I'm, a, I'm an efficient resource for you. I point you to everything, but know that I'm doing all this work for you. I always give attribution. Um, uh, and I eat home cooking. I, I just uh, talk about what I invest in, what I'm interested in. I have no conflicts. Uh, tell me what your pain points are. You know, what are you working on? What can I help with? Problems you'd like solved or at least addressed? Topics I should cover? Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, soon, and I'd love your feedback with this, I, I, uh, uh, I'm going to be using either Supercast or Patreon or something like that to have premium levels to support the free part of the show. I'm always going to do the free part, but then I want to have uh, incremental uh, uh, value that I can bring to you. A weekly call with me, maybe. Uh, I'll teach technical analysis, which I love to do. Uh, You help me design the show. Please tell me guests that I should reach out to or shows that, uh, that I should appear on. Uh, and, uh, let me know if you'd like to have texts like I send to my sons and my producer, Mike, when I, uh, uh, you know, make an investment, buy or sell. And here's my number. I want to hear all the above 610-331-4283. Uh, and if you're nice to me, I'll sing happy birthday to you. Uh, and it's, uh, I sing to probably two or three people every every morning and frankly it's selfish because it's a damn great way to start the day and uh, I hope you enjoy it anyway uh, my disclaimer is this is an investment advice uh, I don't know your own personal situation in detail so please conduct and share your own due diligence and the more this happens the more the community grows the more knowledge we have the more money we make the more fun we have awesome um, and please share this with, with uh, your Robin Hood, your Reddit friends, Wall Street Bets friends, and send stocks ideas my way, and I'll offer strategy for them as well. And please stay tuned. All right, the first segment is my themes and groups. And uh, this was Bitcoin week, apparently. So this is the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, and uh, it's sitting right on the 200-day moving average. And so if you're working out or walking the dog and you're hearing this audio... Please go to the YouTube channel, 
because we have all the charts that back up what I'm talking about there. And I think it's very helpful. I'm a visual learner. I'm a visual teacher. And I think this helps. Now, this frankly is an ugly chart. It's an ugly chart that's sitting on the 200-day moving average. Barely. Barely. Uh, but it didn't break. And my, uh, I've been listening to a lot of people opine on the week's events. And think about this. You had Elon on a very unfunny SNL uh, 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 in essence, bash Dogecoin and, you know, then do a reversal. And then uh, I think the same day he said, we're not going to accept Bitcoin as payment because it's bad for the environment. Like that's a news alert. And so that cast a pall over Bitcoin. You've got a billionaire proponent who now, you know, is, is casting some shade. And so that wasn't good. China, in essence, banned Bitcoin uh, in the country. Uh, uh, financial institutions, banks, you can't trade it. And investors, you shouldn't speculate in this. And so really put the clamps down on a billion people. And then just to pile on, the IRS said, any trade over $10,000 in Bitcoin, we want to know about and we're going to tax it. Now, why that doesn't happen right now in, in, in your basic brokerage straight statements, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, and then uh, Calacanis, uh, Jason Calacanis, more on this later, went on a rant about China, which is worth a listen to, and really uh, called into question, uh, you know, the viability of, of Bitcoin, in essence. So, um, uh, you know, so I, a few things. Number one, uh, this always should be a small percentage of what you do of what you own. I used before this this pyramid idea where you have, you know, your liquid assets, cash, gold, and Bitcoin to to be that bottom of the pyramid and call it, you know, let's say, you know, a year's worth of expenses. So you have a third in cash, a third in gold, and a third in, in, in Bitcoin. You know, so it's maybe three to 10% of your assets total is in, is in crypto. And I think that just makes sense. And, you know, you got to decide what that number is. But, you know, this shouldn't be, uh, you know, the college money and the mortgage money. This doesn't make any sense. So keep the, keep a small percentage. And if you were freaking out this week, maybe you should take some off the table because you got to get to the sleeping point. And I also believe in perspective. The, 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 the main uh, stream media, you know, loves to create uh, short-term impact and and if it if it bleeds it leads and you know uh bitcoin it did bitcoin went down 40 percent in 12 hours that's a fact but you know here's the perspective that i bring to the table you tell me what you think uh we bought this last year at at around 15 dollars, and it uh it then doubled in a month or two and i've always said that if you have a you know dramatic move like that uh, you know, take the original investment off the table and let the play with the house money, if you will, and let it run. That's what we did. So uh, we took the original investment out. And so everything that you see on my portfolio is pure profit. It's just, it's, you know, letting it ride. So here's the other numbers that I want to give you. At the beginning of this year, we started at $32. Now this is, you know, the, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, but it's it roughly... 32 grand running to 58.22 uh, is, is the top of uh, uh, Grayscale. So uh, another double. And then we retraced it. We, we closed the week at 30.10. 
you know, roughly 30 grand. And I know this doesn't equate to the, the Bitcoin price. So bear with me. It, it moves around a little bit. But it's still a double. It's still pure profit. And this is why I'm not freaking out. And you shouldn't be freaking out. Now, if you are and you bought a 5822, you should learn how to read a chart and you should subscribe to us because we know how to do that really well. And I'll teach you. But, you know, this is this is uh, I think we can add value here by by bringing some sanity to to uh, a crazy week. Next is the uh, Global X Silver Miners, which I texted to my boys. I texted to Mike, hey, I'm putting 10% of the portfolio into this, the Global X Silver Miners. And um, and you tell me if you'd like to have a, a similar service. I think it would add value, but you tell me. Now, you got to do your own due diligence and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, this has worked. I mean, our portfolio is outperforming. We're making money. We're doing exactly what we say we can do. And we've got a portfolio that doesn't look like anybody else's out there. I feel very confident about saying that. But this is a high volume breakout. And this, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful chart. My eyes were drawn to it immediately. And uh, this could be a reaction to crypto swooning. Gold looks like this a little bit too. And we were talking about for a long time how uh, uh, institutions were taking money out of uh, gold and going into crypto. Maybe some of that is, is, is swinging back. You know, gold and silver have been money for, for 3,000 plus years. So, you know, uh, having a 12-year-old asset correct doesn't, you know, it isn't a crazy thing to see this happening. So, um, you know, here goes the silver. I haven't heard much about silver on Wall Street bets recently. Maybe that comes back, but I don't really care. I like silver. I think there's a bullish case to be made for it as money, as an industrial metal, and uh, we're going to make some money on the miners, I believe. My next one is the ProShares short 20 years bond. Basically, we're shorting bonds. I think bonds suck. I've said that forever. Mom, I'm sorry. I know you don't like that word. But uh, the uh, uh, this is TBF. And I bring this up because uh, on that 4.2% inflation news day that had everybody you know so surprised that inflation was up, when we, you and I have been talking about this forever with all the commodities that we own, but I was struck by the fact that bond prices didn't go down and thus this short fund didn't go up on that on that inflation news and uh it begs the question to me what if the fed wasn't buying 80 billion dollars a month of treasuries would we already be be uh uh you know north on the short trade uh i don't know that yet we're still making money we're still holding uh but i'm watching it pretty carefully so the bond market isn't as spooked about inflation as maybe i am but maybe the fed is uh, you know has its toe on the on the scale as well so we'll see. So my take is, uh, if you're freaking about uh, uh, Bitcoin, you probably own too much, and you're probably watching it too much, and we're all guilty of that. But you know, take some off the table, have some perspective, learn how to read a chart, and I will teach you. So tell your friends, come here, and 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 I'll certainly improve timing dramatically in my view. Uh, podcasts of the week, and this is uh, this week in startups. Jason Calacanis. And in about five minutes, he goes on a rant. Now, he rants a lot, but and, but I like him. He's a good guy, very bright, angel investor in Robin Hood. So he talks his book there a lot. But, uh, you know, he points out some harsh facts about, about China and the moves they made this week against Bitcoin. You know, they basically made Jack Ma 
the billionaire founder of Alibaba disappear for months and 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 sat on him and told him to get in line with the Communist Party. Uh, they persecute religions. They enslave people. They've rolled over their young people in the past with tanks. Those are facts. And so uh, they're communists. And let's not forget they're communists. And this is me paraphrasing his story, but you get the point. And and he goes, do you really think they can't kill Bitcoin, stop mining, and and not use it in transactions? And he kept saying over and over, don't be naive, don't be naive. I don't want to be naive. I don't think I'm naive. But everything I heard was uh, it could kill off Bitcoin in China, but I didn't hear how it could kill Bitcoin off in, in America. And so, yes, they could wall off a billion plus people. But uh, to me, if anything, it might bolster the, the overall argument for crypto everywhere else in the world. Now, there are other risks and they have to be, uh, uh, you know, kept in mind. Uh, if, if the dollar's reserve currency th- becomes threatened by Bitcoin, then it becomes a national security risk. And then the U.S. federal government and its agencies gets more restrictive. I think that makes sense. I think that's years away, but I could be wrong. But it's a risk that you have to be aware of. Uh, again, China, uh, uh, they banned the banks and financial firms from trading in crypto in China. They've strongly encouraged investors to stop trading in crypto. So, you know, let's not uh, let's not be naive. Remember, they're communists and they don't operate the way we do. Period. End of discussion. Uh, I almost made this a new uh, a new segment called Ooh La La, the old Faces song. And none of you are going to know the Faces song. It's Rod Stewart. You probably heard it on some ads. And uh, I wish I knew now. I wish that I knew what I knew now. When I was younger. Um, that's horrible. But I had to get that to, to get the, the line right. Um, uh, this is from Travis Chappell's, Chappell's podcast. And what my point is that I'm, 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 gonna, I'm thinking of having guests here old guys like me in their 50s and 60s and 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 talk to my sons and everybody else in their 20s and say hey I wish I had learned this I wish I hadn't done that I wish I had taken this path I wish I had you know gone to this school not that one and maybe you get some some benefit of it and I'd love to hear uh, you know I've got a lot of good friends that have been doing a lot of great things and I'd love to get, bring that wisdom to my sons and everybody else that listens in so anyway uh, Travis interviews uh, Monty Moran. He's the former co-CEO of Chipotle. And uh, he's got a new book out called Love is Free, Guac is Extra, which I think is a great title. Uh, I have not read the book yet, full disclosure, but I want to. And But he has some great points. Uh, I just liked him instantly. And I think it, they're good life lessons for a lot of people. So I point you to this. He always re- talks about what can I give you know, not uh, what can I get out of this uh, of this uh, uh, exchange, interaction, relationship? What can I give? And it's a great mindset. I try to apply it, and I fail at that at some point along the way. Um, you know, there are no dead end jobs. You know, he's done a lot of inglorious jobs as FI, and uh, I think that attitude is missing in many people nowadays. To put it mildly, uh, don't listen to words so much. And, you know, we do this all the time. You say, hey, how's it going? Everybody says, okay, fine. But, you know, clearly something is wrong. And he's very adroit at, at asking follow-up questions. Say, you don't seem like you're fine. What's really going on? And it's just 
um, uh, you know, a great empathetic uh, exchange that I that he had with Travis, and I recommend the podcast and uh, check out the book. I haven't read it yet, but but tell me what you think. Anyway, uh, next podcast is um, uh, Pivot with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. And they have a prediction uh, at the end of each show. And this is his from last week. In the next 30 days, this is how specific it is, and I don't know what he knows or how he knows it, but in the next 30 days, uh, he believes the SEC is going to investigate market manipulation in crypto. So if you thought it was a crazy week last week, the next month is going to be a crazy month. And uh, and they may they might or might not mention Elon Musk by name, but then he says, you know what? I think that Elon could create Tesla coin or Musk coin. And and I go, huh. You know, certainly he's crazy enough to do that. And and uh, when you're a billionaire, I guess it's uh, eccentric. But the, uh, I mean, that that's going to royal markets. I mean, is that going to take the oxygen out of the rest of the crypto world if people think that they can buy something that's associated with a clearly captivating figure by buying Tesla or Musk coin. So uh, stay tuned. You heard it here first. Actually, you heard it on Pivot, but I'm telling you about it. And uh, and uh, the other part of this is if you're a Tesla shareholder, keep your head on a swivel because this this recurring theme of, of Musk influencing the price of Bitcoin and Doge, and especially in the case of Bitcoin, peeling some off to make earnings for a quarter, you know, it doesn't pass the smell test. And I'm surprised the SEC hasn't hasn't touched upon it yet, but you've been alerted, maybe not warned, but alerted. And uh, there you go. Um, the next one is uh, uh, the Odd Lots podcast from Bloomberg. And this is the, the, this is to the you know, how far afield I go for you, my wonderful uh, subscribers. Um this is uh, Tracy Alloway and Joe Weisenthal. I'm almost positive I have those names right. I apologize if I don't. They interviewed Ryan Peterson from Flexport. And Flexport basically is the ones that they, they had 40 containers on the Suez Canal uh, uh, ship that was, that was blocked. They move merchandise around the world big time. And uh, the reason I bring this up is there's, there's this argument that that Powell brings out is that oh this these price increases this inflation is transitory. Well, uh, he lays out in great deals that that firms everywhere globally are paying premiums just to get on ships, and if you don't pay them, the stuff stays on the dock and you're just out of luck. Period. End of discussion. Rolling in quotes is common, and it, think of that as being like bumped from a flight. You know, we don't care that you need to get umbrellas to Walmart or or chips to Ford. You can't get on the ship, period, 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 because the the containers aren't there. They're in the wrong place. They're stranded. We're still facing the, the, the delays from the Suez Canal. And so people are paying through the nose desperately to get their stuff to where they can sell it. And that's going to be passed along to consumers, and that's inflation, and it doesn't sound transitory to me. That sounds like it takes six months to a year, at least, to work out. You know, the pandemic was was about that length of time, so uh, I I think it's reasonable to expect, uh, uh, expect that. 
reporters of the week, okay? And this is the Bitcoin show, apparently. I didn't mean for this to happen, but I kind of go where my nose uh, uh, sends me. This is Avi Salzman and Barron's this past week. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies had another crazy week. Here's what could happen next. And I was aware of this, but maybe not to the extent. There's two Bitcoin markets. There's the one you and I do, where or, or participate in PayPal, Robinhood, Fidelity, etc., where you buy Bitcoin or the GBTC in an account, and uh, you know you, most of us plan to hold it for for an extended period. Then there's another market that's largely an unregulated exchange where traders use derivatives and and monstrous leverage. That we're finding out, and frankly, are agnostic about Bitcoin's. Uh, uh, price direction. They go both long and short. And so many people are using these futures contracts known as perpetual swaps. And on high volatility days, like we saw on Wednesday, this market is 20 times as big as the first. So talking about a tail wagging the dog, it's unbelievable. Uh, Joshua Lim, the head of derivatives at, at Genesis, uh, uh you know, said that uh, you know, when Bitcoin fell 40% in 12 hours that, that, uh, to, to 30,000, this second market can turn a, a dip into a route really, really fast. So, you know, you and I should just take note, know what we're dealing with. Let's not complain about it. We, we bought a speculative asset. You know, we're all big boys and girls. You can't complain when you quadruple your money and then you, get, you, you decline 50%. Uh, this is the way the world works, especially with uh, an asset that's 12 years old with all the controversy that I just alluded to. Uh, the other part of this was the Coinbase uh, uh, IPO. You know, we kind of bought the rumor and sold the news. That was the peak. Coinbase now is a failed IPO, broke the deal price, and now we're in a news desert. What's going to push Bitcoin up? All we're seeing is 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 the the negative news. I don't see any positive news for Bitcoin for a while. So, oh, and J.P. Morgan has pointed out that institutions are getting more back into gold than out of Bitcoin, according to their work. So, uh, here's the chart about wild wild crypto, and we I guess we all knew this, but I always like a chart to put it in in one place. This is just from the start of the year, and Bitcoin's the worst performer. Uh, Ethereum is, is 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 absolutely crushing it. Up, I don't know, 200 plus percent. Dogecoin is up, uh, you know, at least a double, give or take, and uh, from you know next to nothing. Uh, so uh, you just need some some again perspective. You know, this should be a small percentage of your assets, and uh, you, you can't be surprised that you have a derivatives market that is a little bit murky, to put it mildly. That oh, uh, another thing I just thought of. Uh, a lot of this derivatives trading happens in Asia, and so the crypto is a 24/7 market. So it's gonna a lot of things are gonna be happening when U.S. traders are asleep. So you know, don't be surprised when you wake up in the morning and you got crypto prices flying around, good and bad, uh, way more than you think they should. So newsletters of the week, bear traps report. Uh, this is from the IEA, and it's basically pointing out that. They, there's been years and years and years of 
of uh, ambitious forecasts about renewables and their renewables is wind and solar and it's going to be this percentage of the energy supply and 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 displace carbon by this much and frankly there's seven predictions here and they've all been ludicrously wrong ludicrously wrong and so uh we've talked about icln that that uh, uh etf because some some uh, callers have brought it up and I agree with Larry McDonald and his team here. In 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 our view, uh, you can't get to carbon neutral by 2050 without nuclear. Period. End of discussion. So you have to have nuclear, and you have to have uranium. And uh, it's it just the 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 bullish news on uranium keeps piling up. And you heard it here first, and uh, we're staying with it. So that's my story, and I am sticking to it. And I wish I, had, you know, maybe did a, uh, you know, woke Mike up and did a breaking news story on on Monday, but he talked about um, uh, Larry and his team did. Uh, Bitcoin is a leading risk indicator. This came out Monday, and it's pretty compelling. I mean, it clearly Bitcoin is rolling over, and when that happens, it's bad for equities. And you could say this, you know, what the link is or how good it is, but Bitcoin peaked in April. And um, uh, and we're feeling it here. So uh, and this is selling May and go away bad uh, part of the year seasonally. So it's not uh, uh, outlandish that we're seeing um, uh, these you know downward pressure in stocks, mainly in the Nasdaq, which is the next chart. Uh, uh, we're at the hundred-day moving average. I pay more attention to the fifty and the two hundred. Carter Worth likes the 150. We all have our, 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 our things. But this makes some sense where we've tested the 100-day the uh, several times in the recent past, and now we've broken through it to the downside. So support has now become resistance, and uh, it looks like we've topped out here in the NASDAQ, which feeds into what we talked about last week, where Apple, Amazon, and so many other companies blew the doors off of revenues and earnings, and the stocks didn't care. It's just uh, they're tired, and they're also fighting interest rates going up, which makes those present valuations uh, compress. And here's their drawing of a head and shoulders top, and it's pretty classic. I mean, I said the chart was ugly, and it is. um, If I was going through the chart book anew, I wouldn't stop on this. Uh, but, uh, you know, head and shoulders, you have the left shoulder, the, then you have a peak, uh, a, a, an ensuing peak, usually on lower volume, and then you have the down volume picking up on the on the right shoulder, and then it breaks the neckline, which is drawn here, this yellow line. And, and again, I wish I put this out Monday. What's he say? Uh, we're oversold on the relative strength index, and the minimum target is 34,000. And we blew through that to 30,200. Uh, and uh, PM uh, Portfolio Management Canada points out that uh, a billionaire pushing an asset around uh, with tweets is a problem, and I think it's going to continue to be a problem for, for some time. Next is the reform broker, Josh Brown, Ridholtz Wealth Management, and he, he can write a headline, uh, Stimulating the Housing Market is Psychotic, and, and he's right. Uh, look at this chart. We are down to two months of supply of single-family homes. And I'm not a big macro guy. You know that. I'm not an economist. I don't play one on TV. But I do think that it is crazy that the Fed this far into the recovery and this far 
into herd immunity for COVID is spending $40 billion of our money on mortgage securities. And that's what they're doing still. And they say they're not going to let up. Now, there was a trial balloon floated this week saying some Fed members are going to be discussing tapering. And that means, you know, pulling that back a little bit, which is why I'm interested to see what interest rates do if they ever step off the gas and stop buying uh, uh, government bonds and, and mortgages with both hands. So uh, if you're buying a house, boy, I think it's going to be tough for a long, long time. But uh, what do I know? Anyway, uh, that's the show. Please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Please follow us on Twitter at Bakes Takes underscore and other social media. Please, please use your voice memo app. Tape your questions and email to bakes at bakestakespodcast.com or write in if you'd prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Thank you very much. Enjoy your run. Have a great week. This is Bakes. And for much needed levity, you've probably seen him uh, on social media uh, in different places. But J.P. Sears, uh, crazy guy with, uh, with red hair, uh, deadpan, very sarcastic, but very funny. And he gives you a uh, a satirical uh, exchange why you should put all your money in Bitcoin. And it's pretty damn funny. And hopefully we'll talk about something else next week. But that's me. Uh, Keep smiling and I'll see you next week. Bye now.